Yello, it's all out, and I'm your host, Aja Smith. Guys, I have a lot on my mind today. I'm not gonna lie, we're gonna let it all out on the table. Little life update though, I think Omnicron bit my ass. Um, I'm not kidding you, you guys know that last week, like last week's episode was a little bit more chilled down. The vibe was definitely down. My energy was so fucking low. The past two weeks, I'm not kidding you. I've been sleeping like crazy. I'm tired all the time and it's not like, oh, I haven't been getting any sleep and I've not been doing things that are like super exhausting other than like the constant stream of thought that I have in my head that never shuts the fuck up. But I'm like, I was like, you know, I've never been fatigued like that. Fatigued? Fatigued? I don't fucking know but where I literally was like I'm so sorry guys I'm so tired I couldn't even get the time of the day the thought I didn't want to do anything I was waking up so exhausted and I was getting good sleep throughout the night so I was like oh my god what is going on and then one of my friends texts me she's like hey girly just want to let you know just tested positive and I just saw you the other day so you might want to get tested I was like great this makes so much fucking sense actually though because um a bitch is fucking exhausted. I go get tested. It says negative test. So I'm just like sitting here shell-shocked. Either I actually do have the COVID or like getting over it now. I would if I did have it. Or you know, there's something else going on here. And I don't know, maybe it's the fucking moon cycle. Maybe the astrologers um, Mercury or whatever planets are in fucking retrograde that they say on TikTok. Maybe that's it. I don't know, but I've been extremely exhausted, no energy. And I want to put it up to, and if you live in the Midwest, you know how this is. And if you're not from America and you're listening, cause I saw, I see that we have some listeners in about seven other countries. So that's kind of like, Hey, to my one percenters out there in the other countries, but in the Midwest of the United States, um, it is fucking horrid. It is gray. Luckily today, skies are blue, but um, usually it is just gray skies and the roads are gray and everything's dirty from like the dirty rain. There's nothing green or alive. It's really fucking depressing. So I've been putting it up to that, but then it's just like there, it can't be just like that because it's been like that for a few months now. And something else is going on here. So I don't know if I got the Omicron biting me right in my vulva or what the fuck is going on. Either way, I've been like, it's, I've been really fucking pounding it and feeling it. And I'm just now today starting to feel like I have some energy back. But today, what we're going to talk about is like life's path, life's purpose, I guess, if you will. Because I feel like it's something that's been like personally weighing on me so incredibly much in the past six months and really like coming to terms with what I want out of life and what I want to do with life and like an ego thing versus like what my soul is calling for, if that makes any sense. So I think we're going to talk a little bit about that today and a little bit about other things. I guess we'll just hop right into it. And I'm sorry again if you guys hear the cars in the background. A bitch does not um, have the investments for a studio as of now. (laughs) So we're just going to have to deal with the driving cars in the background. Um, It's just really hard because, you know, thinking about coming to college, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm not inclusive right now because I know not everybody's in fucking college right now. 
and this doesn't apply to everyone, but I think that in some point in your life, one way or another, you kind of come to terms with regardless of like what stage in life you are. I could see myself at 40 being like, what the fuck am I doing? Hopefully not. Hopefully by that time, you know, I have gotten on a path. But again, I don't know. I talked to my grandmother and even now she's like, you know what? I don't really know what I'm doing. And like this whole time that I've been in college, you know, I really didn't even know what to do. So I just came here and I'm not going to sit here and people always ask, you know, is college worth it? Is college not worth it? You don't have to go to college to do, have a career and like make a living. True. But again, it's like the number one way to get out. And I said that in a previous episode and like figure things out. And I think that regardless, me coming to college has given me so many like opportunities of like meeting people and learning how to make money and really just like self-growth because it's just so crazy what I've had to, you know, like what you learn and set in this, this age, especially, I guess, cause you know, 18 to what I'll be 22 when I graduate, <sighs> hopefully, <laughs> But you learn so much in this time in your life and like even just like six months ago, eight months ago, a year ago, I've, I'm not the same person and I've learned so much and you learn so much in this like time frame of your life. And for me, at least the past three and a half years, I've created, you know, this almost thing of this goal or like life path that I thought I was going to see myself on and like even a year ago I was like I'm going to grad school I'm getting my bachelor or my master's in architecture I'm going to work at some firm I'm really going to make a name for myself and do all these cool fucking things and show everyone what I can do and I think that within the past four months I've come to terms with like why why like really coming to terms with questioning why I wanted things in life. And when I question like, why did I want to go, did I actually want to go get my master's? Do I actually want to do architecture? Do I actually want to move somewhere else? Like all of these questions. And at least for me, when I, it's like, I personally love to learn, but I don't love to learn when there's so much pressure applied where you're not actually given the chance to learn because it's more like I need to pass and you know you have to work and worry about a bunch of stuff where you can't really sit down and take the time to enjoy learning and enjoy you know being curious and having the time to be curious about different things and when I just think about getting my bachelor's in architecture and these things I think that first of all or did I say bachelor's? I meant getting my master's in architecture. I don't know what I just said, but when I think about like being an interior designer, I think that there was almost a feeling of shame in my major because it was women dominated, mostly women in interior design. And that goes with anything that if it's a female led field, it's taken less seriously. It's not as, you know, people are like, oh, wow, you can really do something when in all reality, interior design is just as much knowledge and just as much work as architecture. And I would even go as far to say even more work than architecture because how detailed you have to be and how many you can't mess up. There's no room for mistakes. And I mean, there's no room for mistakes in architecture either. But I have found like 
in interior design, it is woman-led and women do not, they don't miss the details and you can't miss the details being a woman. And I know I'm getting a little bit off track here, but I felt like there was almost like an ego thing put to the side of my degree and why I wanted to do it and feeling shame that like, oh, I'm not good enough or men, especially like if you were talk, if I was talking to men about being an interior designer, they were just like, oh, nice, cool. And even then, like my, my degree isn't even, and no shame to people's degrees that are actually just plain, simple interior design. Mine is more like interior architecture, but even then, like it, it, it just felt so fucking annoying to sit here and explain to people why what I'm doing is valid, important. And, you know, I felt like, oh, you know, if I go get my bachelor's or my master's in architecture, you know, that'll really prove to people, you know, I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm talking about because it's men, most, most, I would say mostly men in architecture versus women in interior design. And I don't give a fuck. I came to the terms. It's like, I don't actually want to go and get my master's in architecture. I love architecture, but do I want to sit here and do all all of this shit? Like, no, I love interior design. I love coming into a space, designing and creating a feeling, but it was like my ego telling me to go do that. And that that's what I should do because everyone else will kind of validate how, what I'm doing, you know, and that I can do things. And it's the same thing with engineering and, or being a school teacher. And it's like, oh wow, you can really do it. And it's like, I know that if I really wanted to, I could go be an architect. Is that what I want to fucking do? No, it's my ego telling me, you know, everybody else will like you more and you can really prove to people what you can do if you do that. And it's like, I, I'm proving enough. I don't know. So I, I feel like that can be a lot of us though, right? Like we, I talk to at least some of my friends and family members and people that just having casual conversations where, they feel the need to do something else because it's more validating to the world and proving to other people, hey, look what I can do. You know, I can do this. And it's true. You can do anything that you put your fucking mind to, but is it really what you want? And does that really align with your values and really align with what you're naturally good at? And so the past four months, I've realized, you know, I... I don't want to do that. That does not call to me that, you know, that was more to feed what everybody else was thinking of me. And it made me feel like fucking shit. And then it's like, I started to question everything about my life ever. And what am I doing now? And like, am I even going to enjoy what I'm doing now? You know, I see everybody around me that works in an architecture firm and interior design they're working well beyond 40 hours a week and they're underpaid and over knowledge. And I've said this again and I'll continue to say it and continue to preach it. But it's like, do I want to do that? And if not, how do I create something for myself where I'm still applying this degree that I've worked four years for and make it valuable in some reason or make it make sense where I'm still aligning myself with what I find important in life and what I want to achieve in life. And I know that I'm going off the deep end here and kind of being serious, kind of like last week's episode, but my my energy is more chill this week. So that's just what we're doing. So 
I have just really been struggling with like, what is it that I even want to do? And why did I even come to college in the first place? Like I was, sorry, again, by the street. I was asked that question so many times when I came to college by like groups that I was in and advisors like, why are you at college? And one reason, you know, was to better my life. But And one reason I do love creating spaces that make people feel safe, that make people feel like they can be themselves or be intimate or be sexy or be cozy or like all those feelings that you can create within the interior design. I love that shit. But do I want to sacrifice everything that I love about my life to do that more than I'm willing to do and then not have enough money to do anything else that I love in life? And I don't know. I don't think I'm willing to sacrifice so much of myself and my energy to do a job that isn't really that fulfilling to me in the end, you know, compared to everything else. Because sadly enough, and I sound a little fucking lame saying this, but I really don't give a shit. I love to bake. I love to do new recipes. I love to go on walks. I love to make coffee. I love to have conversation with friends. I love to try new foods and go to restaurants. And I'm sure this is literally everyone ever on the fucking planet. Usually everybody likes to do those type of things. I want to travel. I want to create unique experiences for myself. I want to learn more than just interior design. I want to learn about a bunch of different fields. I want to explore a lot of different things. But when I look at the future and I am seeing like, you know, people working a full-time job or seeing myself working a full-time job, probably more than 40 hours a week and probably not the exact pay that I want. And like, I get that you have to make sacrifices for the life you want, but I see all of these people that have been doing this for 10, 15, 20, 35, 40 years, all the way to retirement. And it's, I'm coming to the conclusion, like, it's not what I want to do. And how can I find a workplace? You know, like I said, I'm sorry. I'm just being, I've started to be, be really real with myself and what I want now that I am going to graduate and I have to have some solid means of making money. And it's not those things. It's not doing that. And I've come to the terms. I don't want to work more than like 36 hours a week, max, max. I don't want to make at minimum, like the minimum I would be willing to accept starting off is 70 to $75,000 a year. And for interior designers, it can go anywhere literally from 40,000 to 55,000 to maybe 65,000 starting off. And where am I going to find a place that I work that amount of hours? I'm given unlimited amount of PTO. I am given the pay that I want with exponential, you know, pay grades after that and enjoying all the things that I want to do and working out and feeling self like fulfilled in that way. And it's just like, I don't see that anywhere. It's at least there's no examples being shown where people are doing that. And so I feel like really like, what the fuck am I doing in my life? Like, I guess that it's like just now I'm coming to the terms where I'm thinking about like, how is this going to play out? Does this even exist? You know, this isn't, it's not the life I want to live. And I'm feeling like I've been struggling and feeling very lost, I guess I would say for the past six months, because I just, it's all I think about. I've been obsessively, obsessively thinking about what am I going to do? Because 
I value my time. I value my friends. I value feeling, being feeling joyous. I value waking up with energy. And when I'm doing that so much of something, and this is the thing, like when you work on something that you once loved so much, you begin not to love it and you begin to not be feeling creative or feeling enthusiastic. At least for me, like when I work all full-time throughout the summer, it's a drag. I don't want to do it anymore. And it's like something that I once loved. You know, I hear people say all the time, like something that you love, maybe necessarily don't make it a job because then you're not going to love it anymore and you're not going to enjoy it anymore. And I don't necessarily always agree with that. I just think it's all about balance. And unfortunately, I don't think at least in the architecture and tier design construction field there's not a whole lot of balance and I think that's a lot of different like most industries there's not any balance and uh, it's just really rough and I don't know maybe that my energy has been so low the past few weeks because I am understanding this and now I've finally come to the conclusion that I'm not gonna gonna allow that to happen so what am I gonna do next and I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough. And it's like the same thing coming to college. Did I come to college because it's an ego thing and I can prove to people that I can do it? Maybe mostly for myself I came to college, but you know, there is a part of me that I think I came to college to show everyone else like fuck y'all, I can do it. Not necessarily fuck people. It's just like, you know, at least from my background, look all the all the statistics that I have broken or gotten past and showing people you know you can do it and I don't know it just it's just really hard and when I think of all of my values maybe you guys can look at this too you guys should look at this you should definitely look at this I'm sure there's quizzes online with assessing what your values are and like how does that pertain to your life and I know it always sounds so lame and like a couple years ago I was like oh that's fucking lame like your values, whatever the fuck that means. And again, I mean, I was like 18 years old. So you can imagine that's just kind of how you are at 18 years old. But I'm going to pull up a list of values really quick and we can go through them together. Okay, so I've just pulled up a website here and it is a core values list. And I'm just going to go through some of them. And, you know, it just takes some time to really look at things like this and say, you know, how is this pertaining to my current life and what changes can I make now? Like even if it's a small little change. Anyways, so core values list and really applying this to our lives. And, you know, if you're not living your life by your values, then you're not going to wake up with energy. And one of the the things that I was told that I really have carried with me for the past year and a half when I was told it a year and a half ago is that you know that you're on the right path in life when you wake up with an abundance of energy like you are excited to jump out of bed and about a year ago I had a couple school projects that I was working on that I was genuinely so invested in and this is when I was not getting any fucking sleep like day in day out I was learning so much I was working so much but it did not fucking matter to me because I was so invested and so it was for a competition one of all. So like I'm competitive as fuck and that's one of like my values slash strengths. So it makes sense. But I remember I was not getting a whole lot of sleep, but yet I was still 
like waking up with an abundance of energy. And maybe it was because now that I'm thinking about it and saying it out loud, it could have been, I was waking up with energy because they say that when you work a lot and have a lot of stress, what is it? Your cortisol levels or something. It's really hard for your energy to come back down and like regulate itself and with your hormones or something like that. So you tend to have more energy, which is probably the case. Cause I remember like after that I was slept for a month straight, but There was a time where I still was, I felt like I was waking up with so much energy and there was so much excitement in life. And I was like, I really enjoy this. I'm feeling so great waking up. I can't wait. And then now it's like, I'm not, something's missing here. So something's going on. One of my personal strengths is, and you can take, it's called the Clifton Strength Test. It might take like some money, but personally for me, and I don't know if I've said this on here before or not five like it gives you like your top five strengths and there's different categories I'll pull them up in a second but like four out of my five top strengths were influencer and it all had not not like Instagram influencer social media influencer that's not it at all it basically is saying that you your strengths and like what you should do basically and how to apply this to a job And mine all related back to influencers and it had to do with people and talking to people and I can really get people riled up behind an idea or a thought and very, I'm a very passionate person. So I know you guys don't give a shit about what mine are. Core values list. We're going to go through them and you guys can see what resonates most with you. There's a chart you can learn, look up Google, like personal values chart and there's these core values put into categories and groups and you kind of pick like two from each group that resonate with you the most that you really value the most out of those groups so I'm going to go through them authenticity achievement adventure authority anatomy I don't know if I said that right I don't even know what that means balance beauty boldness compassion challenge citizenship community competency oh god so sorry, I'm bad at English. <laughs> bad as fuck at English. Contribution, creativity, curiosity, determination, fairness, faith, fame, friendships, fun, growth, happiness, honesty, humor, influence, inner harmony, justice, kindness, knowledge, leadership, learning, love, loyalty, meaningful work. I know there's a lot here, but I'm saying them all so that you guys can really get your gears turning because I think it's like, we'll all be happier if we just start living our lives with what we value most. Because if you you can apply what you value the most, like deep down to your core, to what you're doing in life, I think that's how we're all going to find how to be our happiest most energetic, fulfilled selves. And there's no worse feeling than just feeling like your life is on autopilot. You have no control. You're not as happy as you could be. You know, there's no worse feeling than that. So I'm going to go through them all. Openness, optimism, peace, pleasure, poise, popularity, recognition, religion, reputation, respect, responsibility, security, self-respect, service, spirituality, stability, success, status, trustworthiness, wealth, and wisdom. And I know it's a lot there, but I'll go through and tell you guys a couple of mine. Oh God. Optimism was one of mine. Um, sorry, I'm like burping and throwing up in this fucking mic right now. Humor, honesty, 
and authenticity. So, um, <clears throat> okay, sorry. I, I also want to tap on the point of curiosity though, because I think that being curious about stuff in genuine, like, I think that's one way that you can tell that you maybe are lacking in life or like last lacking is it not lust but like luster in life maybe and a feeling of fulfillment if you don't feel like you're curious about anything in life and maybe you're too plugged into work or too plugged into other things but I feel like if you're curious about constantly curious about things it's one way that you can tell that you're if you're curious about a lot of things it can tell where you are in life because this is my ideology behind it if you're constantly wondering about things like oh i wonder how this window was put together you know that is kind of interesting you're like how do they make these pieces you know how are these it's the dead of winter why is this plant staying alive oh my god what is the reasoning behind uh, I don't know. There's so many questions you can ask. My biggest fucking question in life is how the fuck does Bluetooth work? <laughs> I even go back to think like, how do fucking cassette tapes work? CDs, any of that? I look at a CD and I'm like, you're going to tell me you put information, you just scanned this really quick and now there's information and songs on it? No, no, Mm-mm. that doesn't make any fucking sense. Things like that though, it's like, I really, I feel bad because, you know, there are people that obviously know a lot about this and they're trained and that's why we have the technology we do today. But my brain is still stuck back in like the 70s where I'm like, how the fuck does this work? I don't know. I just use it and I have no idea how it happens. And the same with solar power. Like the fuck you mean the sun comes into this panel and all of a sudden you can light your lights with it? Make it make sense. I don't fucking know. Science is the coolest fucking shit ever. You know what I really want to do? <laughs> I'm not relevant enough for this. But do you guys know who Jeff Goldblum is? All right, no. He's some old fuck. I think he was in like Jurassic Park. But he has his own show. And basically basically he goes around and learns a bunch of stuff. And I think Will Smith did a show like this recently. I think it's on like HBO Max. Maybe don't come me to it where they go and just learn about a bunch of different things and will smith like went deep undersea and it was so fucking cool he went into a volcano and they did all this super cool shit i've only seen men with this show this type of show and i think jonathan van ness from queer i just started one on netflix it's not quite the same but it's like the same vibe where you're like going about and learning a bunch of stuff that's what i want to do how do i get a gig like that <laughs> because that is the fucking dream and goal anyways so sorry for the fucking deep slander talk but it just like it has been weighing on me a lot and I've been having to remind myself every single day you know I think I think it's it's really healthy where I've come to the point where not that I don't care what matters but being okay with the outcome no matter what and knowing that you know, I know who I am and I'm going to be successful and I'm going to make money no matter what. And it is going to come. I don't really know how yet. And I don't know, you know, I had this set plan in my head and I kind of have like some plan, but I'm just really coming to terms and really being okay with like whatever the outcome is. And I don't really care what anybody else kind of sees as my path. And I think that's important for us all because you just have to know that like 
whatever is going to happen, it's just going to happen and it's supposed to happen. And you can have control, you know, if you do want to do something, you have the control to go and do it. But questioning, oh my God, you fucking piece of shit. But questioning why you want those things to begin with. And does that really resonate with your soul and who you are and where you want to go? And I know that sounds really fucking lame, but it's a real struggle in life. It's my real struggle right now. But I think that, you know, I... I'm feeling very much more at ease and more relaxed, just coming to terms and allowing to whatever happened, just happen and being okay with it and knowing that, you know, I've done so much now that I'm going to be successful no matter what. I know that. I just don't know how it is that I'm going to get there and let this little thing called life happen as it comes and taking each moment as slowly as possible. Um, one thing though, okay, guys, I got this card game and I know, first of all, I am so sorry. I told you guys at the end of last episode that this episode was going to be wild as fuck and that I was not going to be able to get a job after this episode, but I had a whole, um, episode planned out not necessarily planned out I wrote literally five notes of things that I was going to talk about and you know what my energy did not align with those things today so I said scratch all that shit and I'm gonna come on here and complain the rest of the fucking episode (laughs) no um so I'm sorry that episode will probably come someday and I probably you know what that's another thing I was talking to a friend the other day and I was like this podcast is really ensuring and really ensuring that I'm not going to get a job after I graduate. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I don't give a shit if a company never wants to hire me again. I really could not fucking care less. If I need to, (laughs) if I need to buy things off of Facebook marketplace for the rest of my life and flip them and sell them to make some fucking quarters and dimes, I will, if that's what it's going to fucking take. But I think I find comfort in coming on here and saying whatever's on my mind and not caring if a company or corporation wants me or not. Because you know what? If you don't want me to be myself and know that like I don't have, that's one thing. I've said it probably a million times. I don't know if I've said it on here a million times or not. Is that corporations really will be like, "Mm, you can't have any personality. You can't be yourself. You can't say things that you want on the internet or anything else outside of this workplace that doesn't. And again, you can't, obviously you can't be a fucking like asshole, shithead, piece of fucking garbage and terrible to other people and expect a job. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just being yourself and doing things that you like and that it's really not even a big deal or not affecting other people's other people's other people and a company's like you know what you are not professional enough on your social medias or saying things that we would not represent as a company it's like I'm not your fucking company either you want me for the job for who I am as a person and knowing the work that I can do and what I can bring to the table or not you can eat my fucking ass and I'll feed you chopped up vagina pube hairs that have blood crusties on them all day fucking long before I accept a job where I can't leave and do as I please and it's not causing harm to anyone. Fuck you. That's why 
I'm okay with doing this podcast and doing and saying what I want on this podcast because I don't want to work at any job that is not going to let me be my most authentic, and I can't sing that, my most authentic, real, unique self. (laughs) That is the most fucking cringe thing ever, but at the end of the day, it's fucking true, and I'm not going to work at a company for that. That's not going to happen. I would love, honestly, you know what? Blasting this podcast all over my social media, going to an interviewing or interview and them knowing exactly what the fuck they're signing up for and getting that job versus working for some stupid, ugly fucking bastard. And I say ugly and not the terms it's physical. You're fucking ugly if you're saying shit like that. Anyways, <sighs> fucking sorry, guys. <laughs> But I got this card game for my birthday. I want to ruin it. I really want to even say it's a game. It's just like cards with like questions on it. And I pulled it out the other day and I was like, you know what? This would be really good to like have one or two of these to talk about on my podcast every week. So I pulled like the first two out and I think it kind of relates to what I was just saying anyways. So, um, and it says different things that you're supposed to talk with, with a like a group of friends and it's kind of a debate it's kind of questioning things making you more curious and also bringing you closer together I'll pull it out and like I'll, you know what I'll just put it somewhere I'll put it if you guys really want to know just fucking dm me and I'll tell you what the game is um but the first one on this card it said diversity quotas in the workplace a problem or a necessity and this is a really interesting question to me because you would automatically say diversity in the workplace, obviously a necessity. That is like 100% like why would you not have any diversity? I feel like that's if you don't, then your business is probably weak to not have a diverse group of people with different backgrounds, mindsets, education to come together because then you're creating a stronger group. I don't know. That's just mine. But when you really sit down, I really try to question, make this question and see like, what do you mean by a problem? Like diversity quotas in the workplace. So it's saying like, you know how every company has to meet a quota of like what they consider to be diverse, like having people of color, having people that are disabled, having people that, you know, are veterans or whatever it is that meets the diversity quota. Also, P.S., I did not know that having IBS was a, not mental illness. (laughs) When I went to work, they have this thing now that says that IBS is a, oh, it's a disability. And I was like, what the fuck? And I put it on there. But honestly, I guess in a way, because my, I really do get up like 12 times to go shit within like four hours. So, I mean... (laughs) I guess in a way that is debil- debilitating to the work that I'm doing. I don't fucking know. But when I think of diversity quotas, it makes me think that there are so many companies. I'm not going to say any companies, like outing any companies, because again, I don't want to get fucking sued, which is so stupid that you can't just outright say, mm, you know, this company, uh, you should question them. But I think it's very obvious anyways. So whatever. A lot of companies will hire a um, like director or whatever for ensuring basically that every company has some type of diversity and culture in their workplace, but with absolutely no intention of having any diversity in their workplace whatsoever. 
And I find that so interesting, yet it's it's just so fucking disappointing. Like you would think that like companies are hiring this to ensure that their company is diverse and good, but it's not necessarily they're they're making these roles so that they do have a diverse. They're just saying like, you know, we're trying to have diversity in the workplace, but again, with no intentions of necessarily having any diversity in their workplace whatsoever. And I find it really interesting that usually like when they hire these people to include diverse, like this diversity and culture role, that this person is usually a person of color or has some type of disability or something different about them, but they're the only fucking person in the entire company (laughs) that is any type of diverse and different. And it's again, just so fucking disappointing. And it's just like almost insulting to everyone. Like me as a fucking white lady going into a workplace and I'm seeing that I'm like, like, it's almost a red, it is a red flag because it's like, what are you doing here? What's going on here? Like this is, and then you look and every, I look, you look around and everyone around me, at least this is something that I try to be conscious of, go into a workplace and everyone around me is white. I'm just, I don't know. I feel like there's just a sense of responsibility to ensure like where you're working is diverse. And it, I don't know. It, it just makes, it rubs me the wrong fucking way. That's all I can say. It rubs me the wrong fucking way. And it's just like, it says so much about a company and I look at companies and things and I see that every person that is in some sort of power or major role is a white old man. I mean, like, what do you like? There's no fucking words that I can just say with a level And we all know this. We all know this. This has been a position of topic, I feel like, since probably the 70s. And yet, has has things changed? No. And there's been like laws or regulations put in place, but again, with no intention. And again, they can hire people to say that they are trying and they have the intention and they want to do that. And it's very important to their company culture. But again, there's nothing making them actually you know what I'm fucking saying and it's like they don't have that quota or like and if if you did I feel like diversity quotas in a workplace it creates like maybe this incentive for companies companies probably do get some sort of incentive for saying you know we have diversity here but it's like does that make it also like the minimum you meet this diversity quota if you have one or if like once you get it and then you completely stop it's tough it's tough but I think that diversity quotas are still a necessity because you this is tough I would say they're still a necessity in the regards because in a in some companies there would be absolutely no diversity at all if these quotas weren't put in place but why but then it's like you don't want to work at a company that makes it you know what I'm saying does that even make any sense like 
but then again, it's, it's, this is just like a back and forth thing because at the end of the day, if companies are shitty, they're going to be shitty and you can't really know unless you get in there, if this is going to be a great place to work and if they're actually doing things because they know that it's right and that's what it should be or not. It's, that's just like, you know what I mean? Like these cards really make you really think and go back and forth with each other and, and have different points. And I really, I I really like this game because of that. And it really makes you think of like both sides of things and issues and problems. And I don't know things for me, I think a lot of my like thoughts and ideology and struggles recently have been surrounded by work because it's something that stresses me out. Like I was just saying earlier, (sighs) fuck. Oh my God. It's four, four, four. What the fuck guys? If there's any witches on here or astrologer girls on here, please tell me what this means. I have been seeing one, 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 four, 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 one, 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 like every single day for the past month. No fucking joke. I don't know what it means. I Google it and I'm like, I don't really know what that means. I think one said it means you're on your life's path. I'm not fit to be an employee. I'm meant to be a boss leader doing my own thing. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I will figure it out because again, I'm a figure of things. So mama will make money. (laughs) I hate that I refer to myself as mama way too fucking often, but if anybody out there knows what 444-11111 and 1111 means, and I keep seeing a combination of ones and fours like 1144 or 144 or 411 or 141 like all of those I don't know what that means and it's not like I'm trying to look for it because you know like humans always naturally look for a um like a pattern I'm not looking like I'll just be casually like glancing or whatever like I was just talking out of my fucking ass and I just saw the number didn't even check time didn't mean to check the time and it was there (sighs) anyways (laughs) You guys want to know something super fucking embarrassing? (laughs) I was really drunk the other night. (laughs) Have you guys ever been trying to hold in a fart during sex? Like you're trying to squeeze your asshole together so fucking tight that you do not fart during sex. Especially when your like legs are over your head and you can feel a gap of air about to release from your asshole. There's no fucking tighter squeeze I've squeezed in my life than in moments like that. (laughs) The other night, I was really drunk. And that's another thing. I'm not trying to drink alcohol. I'm really not. Um, I don't think... I'm just not. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't give a shit if you drink alcohol. If you don't drink alcohol, again, your body, your bussy, your pussy, your problem. I don't give a shit. But um, I've not been trying to drink, but I still did anyways. And I was pretty drunk and I came home and I was going to have sex with a certain someone, uh, my partner. And um, <laughs> if you're my family listening, I'm really sorry. Or my friends listening, I'm really sorry that you have to hear me talk about sex because you know who I am, you know who my partner is, (laughs) but I don't really care. So anyways, I came home and we were, I was really drunk. (laughs) 
I was trying to be so casual. I had to, like had tacos and like Mexican food. <laughs> and this is so nasty. But I had to fart so bad. And they were the ones that were like silent. And like you could like release them really slowly. And you couldn't hear them. And they weren't stinky. <laughs> and I was like, l- like bent over. And I'm not going to talk about the sex, but... <laughs> And I thought that I could just casually, like, (laughs) let it slide out and there would be no problems. And, of course, since I'm drunk, I'm, like, not fully aware or not fully conscious. And it comes out and he was like, did you just fart? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, no, what? I didn't fart. Why are you making fun of me? And he's like, I just felt warm air and heard a <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea. What are you talking about? And he's like, I swift something. You farted. You fucking are lying. You farted. And I was like, no, I didn't. What are you? I was really not trying to break character. I was like, I'm not going to let him know that I fart. And usually I really wouldn't fucking care, but I think that I was drunk and I was like, really trying to not be disgusting bitch but it fucking happens and I had to fucking share that with you guys but I have to pee really quick so brb okay let's see let's see let's see I need like a slurpy water okay okay just a little pause break on this really quick um I do want to say have you guys ever gotten tonsil stones okay no Okay. Well, if you have, and if you don't know what tonsil stones are, basically it's like, I guess, plaque off of your teeth. And as you swallow throughout the day, it can get caught in your tonsils and like form these little stones and get lodged back and behind them. And it can make your breath like really fucking stinky. You can brush your teeth 100 million times and literally squirt alcohol down your throat and it'll still stink. (sighs) Unfortunately, a bitch gets them and I haven't gotten them in a while, but, um, I wanted to share this cause I was thinking about it the other day as I was driving. Mm-hmm. And if you ever want to know, cause sometimes it's hard to smell Like I'll have other people smell like there'll be times that I'm like, other people are like your breath really well, not there. T- I usually ask like, does my breast stink? Cause I'm always trying to stay in check and know if I have a tonsil stone. And I usually will like take a Q-tip and like it's hard to lodge them out sometimes and like shove it back there and try to really get in there. And, um, and anyways, so I'll shove a Q-tip back in my throat and try to lodge it out. Super cute. But one way that I have found that you can get a tonsil stone out with, um, or to find if your breath is stinky and if you have a tonsil stone is to, if you're eating an apple and if you go like, like you have the apple close to your mouth and nose and you go, onto the apple you can it'll reflect I don't know why it works on just apples but it will reflect off the apple and then you can smell it and then you can know if you have one and to lodge it out of your throat thought I would share that with you guys another thing is though so one of these other cards I picked two out to talk about today but the other one of the other cards said is there anything too serious to be joked about and a lot of people will say yes and a lot of people will say no what I want to say is how dare you give me a one-star review when I was in foster care 
how <laughs> I just like I I am now going to use that like I have realized like oh Asha don't say those things that makes people uncomfortable no it's fucking hilarious also I don't know you guys this is where I'm like leave a five-star review no seriously do leave a right five-star review and like write a little something something because it really fucking matters. Some truly eating, hating ass bitches out there. This was before, before I even released any episodes. Somebody really had the nerve to go out and leave me one and two star reviews. And you know what that tells me? It's people that are either envious and they, you know what? I hate saying this. They don't want to see me win. <laughs> they don't want to see me win. <laughs> I know that's so fucking cringy, but it's true so from now on if anybody does or says anything horrible to me i'm gonna say how dare you i was abused and in foster care and that's my answer to um are any jokes to or what is it is there anything too serious to be joked about absolutely the fuck not well maybe i feel like you can only joke about horrible things for some reason in my head it makes it okay like if it's ha- like if you've had personal experiences and then you joke about really something horrible or that's like not actually that funny but it can be funny to you and people can laugh at it because it's coming from you and they know you but I feel like you're just fucked up in the fucking head if you make a joke that's really bad and you know what I don't, I don't really tell a lot of jokes I feel like people who tell jokes are not actually funny like I feel like if you tell a joke then it's not funny that's why I don't find comedians funny I don't understand how my like I feel like old ass people love comedians and they will laugh their ass off but stand-up comedians I don't know if it's just me but it makes me so uncomfortable it makes me so uncomfortable to see people I get second I'm not kidding you I get secondhand embarrassment so bad that I'm like please fucking turn it off right now because I'm so embarrassed. I don't understand this. It's not funny. People are laughing and it's not that funny and they're just awkward. And yeah, I could never fucking do it. Side note though. One thing that I do worry about is, um, I don't actually worry about it, but I think when I was younger, I worried about it is that if speaking of that, since I'm back on track with the baby is that, um, if you don't have any family, and getting married, I've heard that it's like, you know, if they don't have any family and stuff, or they don't, whatever, it's a red flag. But I'm like, is it though? I feel like it depends on the situation because I have like three people in my family and that's it. So it's like, who else is coming to the wedding other than my friends? Because mama don't got that much family and that's not really my fault. I mean, damn bitch. You know what I mean? And... I don't know. Like, I feel like some people worry about that. Like if I did have a, well, first of all, if I ever get married and if I do, it'll be literally probably 10 years from now. I don't plan on getting married anytime soon, unless for some reason my current partner becomes a billionaire, then I'm tying his ass down. But other than that, um, I don't, even then I still do not have any intentions on getting married within the next 10 years. And I'm not kidding you. I've known like 10 people that have gotten married this year and that are going to get married. And I am like having a psychotic moment inside of me. And I know that it's okay for other people to be on other life paths and have other things, but it really freaks me the fuck out. And I don't know why that is. 
it's probably so I need to do some self-reflecting and journaling on that one because I don't know like my first initial thought is just like why (laughs) I don't know for me at least it's like even though I have a lot of love for my partner I just have I don't have any desire of getting married just yet and it's not like a commitment thing it's really not it's like I'm 22 years old I still have a lot of things that I have individually want to accomplish and accomplish individually without an apart like a partner attached to it. And I joked about the billionaire thing, but like even for me, I want to start my own thing. I don't want my partner to have anything to do with it or have any say or or I don't know any affiliation. Like I just want to do my own fucking thing. I want to have my own individual experiences, and you can still do that. But I feel like I don't know. I don't see. It's really hard for me to see like why get married so young I guess I don't know because there's also the part of me that thinks you know like if you're gonna be with someone and it's gonna work out then it doesn't matter and I guess it doesn't matter if you get married now or if you wait but it's like at the end of the day then like why not just wait I guess I don't know like it feels just really weird and for me now I feel like women in the past felt like they needed to get married younger because they financially needed to rely on a man and it's just like that's just not the case now so it's like why do I as a woman want to be in a marriage with a man necessarily and I'm not trying to be like all selfish and like well what are the benefits in it for me but like what are the benefits there's not really too many benefits when I'm supporting myself so I don't need a new one financially. I, I like you have family and friends for em- emotional stability and yourself. And it's nice to have a partner there that you can just spend a lot of time with. But it's like, really though, like what is the perk of a marriage? That's what I have a hard time thinking about. And it's like, for me, I have so many people that I know that are getting married and literally like 19, 20, 21 year olds, 22 year olds right now. Well, given obviously like some of these things make sense to me and like I've seen my friends and it's like obviously it makes sense for them to get married. I think it's just really hard for me to see that for myself. I don't know. And it's like it has nothing to do with anyone else but myself and understanding marriage. And maybe it's because, you know, I mean, I saw my nanny and papa and they were married, but like my parents were never married. I mean, they were never even together when I grew up and like my biological parents, like nobody else in that entire, my biological family really was married. So it just is like, I don't really see the benefit, I guess. And like, yeah, we could be together. We could be partners. We can live together. We can do things together. We can, you, you can do all of those things. And it doesn't make it any less serious of a relationship. I find it's like very much of a serious relationship. So for me, I guess it's just like a fun little thing to do. For me, when I think of a marriage, like the only reason to, in my head, to get married really is to have a wedding and to celebrate your love. Because other than that, like there's nothing really else to it you know what I mean there's really not if you think about it so like what do you guys think can somebody please can you guys please dm me and tell me why what your ideas are on marriage and doing things because I have a really hard time understanding it in today's world right no yes 
question mark? Is and is is marriage like an ego thing to prove to everyone else that you're committed and serious? Also, I do have to think that religion can play a part into it. Like if you're religious, marriage can mean that you can have sex and not be shamed for it. <laughs> but for me, that's not the fucking case because I'm boning no matter what. <laughs> but I guess that if you are and you're really religious, there could probably be like some guilt or excitement for a bone. Um, some like less stress from your community because you're married now. I don't, but if I were to have a wedding, nobody would be there. So that's nice. Guys, please, for the love of fucking God, please, I'm begging you with my vulva, my left toe and my right earring dangling in the ear. Go leave me a five-star review. Leave me a five-star review, love. I know you're listening. I see the fucking ratings. I see the numbers. I know you all are listening please take, I know it's work. I know it's work. Please take four fucking seconds and leave me a five-star rating and review. Please, please. I see the numbers. I know how many of y'all listening and not even a quarter of you left a review. (laughs) You don't have to if you don't want to, but it's really appreciated and loved. So anyways, follow me on Instagram. You can, I would say, follow me on just on my personal Instagram at A-U-J-A-S-M-I-T-H, Audra Smith, or my podcast Instagram. I really made a podcast Instagram just to put like reels on there and just, you know, try to get some, try to get some more views out there. Get some more of our friends out there to come on, join us all down and it all out with Aja Smith. But that is all out Aja. And then I made a TikTok, but that shit's fucking embarrassing. So don't even bother there. Anyways, <clears throat> next week. If the energy is here still, if I have the energy, we will be talking the episode that will guarantee that I will never get a job again and never be hired anywhere unless the company's cool as fuck. So um, that's all. Peace out. Bye. Love you.